Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, week 11. It's Dowie here. I'm joined with Riku. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Had a shocking DFS week last week. Didn't have any Dak or Lamb against the Giants, so I was doing okay until the late slate came along. And I think Dak and uh, Lamb ended up getting 80 points combined, just the two of them. So, yeah. Uh, But other than that, good and looking forward to uh, this up-and-coming week. Week 11, can't believe it's gone so fast. Yeah, I had... um... Week 10 was a, a funny one for me. So I hit a lot on, I had a Goff and St. Brown stacking most, which of course paid yeah. off. My lower end was paying off as well. Najee, 18 points, paid his price. I had a lot of Reed, 19 points at the price, but it was my mid-range, what really affected me. I had a lot of Hopkins, Same. Scary Terry, Pollard. And they just, you know, when when they do them scores, you, you're not going to win, are you? Yeah, and I, I, you know, I had a lot of Noah Brown and he went nuclear again. But, you know, it was one of those weird weeks where usually this season, when there's been a running back in a good spot, they've been like pretty safe for like good points. Last week, the highest done running backs in lock tournaments I was in, Mixon, 12 and a half points. He had Rashad White, who did okay. Bijan Robinson, okay. McCaffrey, for his price, he disappointed. Pollard had a stinker again. The guys like Etienne and Jones weren't good. But then it was the guys like Devin Singletary, Brian Robinson, Gibbs. Those were the guys that you really needed. So, I mean, running back tends to be like the most reliable position in terms of volume and production. But last week, it wasn't. And I think that was another problem there. Yeah. So we'll give a big congratulations. And you're going to like the winner of our league last week, Riku. Ciao, Bella. (laughs) <laughs> That's some name. They scored 203 points. Stride was a quarterback. They had Brian Robinson, 30 points. Gibbs, 26 points. Keenan Allen, 43 points. Tank Tankdale, 19 points. Tyler Boyd, 22 points. Laporta, 8 points. Noah Brown in the flex, 27 points. And Jaguars with 1 point. So they scored 203 points, which is pretty good going. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a solid lineup. Uh and I think uh, going different with those running backs is what made all the difference. If you would have had, uh, say, instead you would have had Mixon and you would have had Bijan Robinson, that would have been a 30-point swing there. So that's all the difference, right? Well, here's one, for example. I had Pollard and Najee. That got me about 24, 25 points. Gibbs scored that on his own. Yeah. So, yeah, big congratulations to Chow Bella. Don't forget to enter our contest next week. $5 buy-in, top three get paid. Link will be in description. Should we get with an overview for next week, Rico? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, so we have an 11-game slate, so less teams on the buy. And uh, we have actually lots of good teams back on the slate. But uh, if you're looking at sort of totals on the Vegas lines, the highest scoring games are going to be the Lions against the Bears. It will be really interesting to see if we have Justin Fields back. The other one is uh, uh, Texans against the Cardinals. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season that had a 47.5 point total? But that's CJ Stroud uh, doing his magic. Then we have the Dolphins against your Raiders. And finally, uh, we have the Rams against the Seahawks, a divisional game, which tend to be slug best. But we should have Matthew Stafford back for his playmakers. And then we've got Geno Smith for his playmakers. 
the other teams probably worth calling out are 49ers are playing against the Bucks. That's a 41.5 point total. But 49ers, I expect, to score uh, at least uh, four touchdowns, maybe three and a half, four touchdowns in the game. So that's another one. The one that really surprises me, which has gone down in total, is the Bills against the Jets, which is 14.5 points, partly due to the windy conditions in Buffalo this time of year. But also, I think both offenses have looked pretty shaky. So let's see uh, how that one plays out. Yeah. So let's move on now with quarterbacks. I'll start us off. My high-end, Tua, 7,700. For me, the Dolphins, when they play an average or below average defence, are the best offence in the league. Now, we have seen them struggle against the better defences, but the Raiders, I think a lot of people are going to think they're are playing really well. But the truth is, we've played Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito, probably the two worst quarterbacks in the league. So I think that makes Raiders' defence look better than it really is. Now... Dolphins have the quickest offense, I'd say, in the league. Raiders are one of the slowest defenses. I think uh, they're going to put up a hell of a lot of points this week. Um, Dolphins, I could see it be a forty-point total for uh, the Dolphins. So I'm quite high on Tua. So he's my high-end pick. My low-end pick would be. There's a lot of players I do like in the middle, but you know, if you're going right to the bottom of the barrel, Adrian O'Connell, my guy, four thousand nine hundred. You've just got to hope it's one of them games Raiders are chasing, so they're forced to throw the ball. That can go either way, lots of interceptions, or, you know, it could go 20, 25 points. And at 4,900, he's as cheap as some defences. Yeah, I I think uh, Tua is going to be interesting this week. I'm always nervous about pocket passes and a high, high price point, but let's just hope the touchdowns flow through Tua model because... We have seen Tua put up those 400-yard games and Waddle and uh, he'll go nuts. So a lot will depend on that. Uh, who do I like this week? Uh, it's interesting. Josh Allen is the most highest-priced quarterback at 8200 I don't think many people are going to play. But who I like is Justin Field at 6900 And that is if Fields is healthy. Uh, we've seen Fields. He doesn't rush as much this year. He's become a bit more of a pocket passer. So, you know, the most he's rushed this season is 59 yards, which isn't what we're used to. But he did put up uh, 32 points uh, against uh, Washington, 282 yards and four touchdowns. So I think Fields, uh, for the Bears playing against the Lions, this could be a real shootout. So I'm liking Justin Fields at his price. Then I think there's a good, there's a lot of good options in mid-tier. You've got Sam Howell against the Giants. And Sam Howell and uh, the Commanders have one of the highest passing rates over expectation in the league, which means they're passing with most teams are running. So I think that's an interesting play. Kyler Murray against Houston, another interesting play. But the guy I quite like is uh, Brock Purdy uh, for the 49ers against the Bucs. Uh, that's 5,800 for that. And we all know Bucs have one of the best run defences in the league. But it's a real pass funnel. We saw Stroud go nuclear against them a few weeks ago. Uh, well, Levi's wasn't able to do that. But even against the Jaguars, Stroud, I mean, Purdy put up 296 yards, so four yards off the bonus, and true three touchdowns. So I think Purdy's going to be super interesting. 
at his price, especially McCaffrey can't really run run at that box front. Uh, so, you know, he's got natural pass cars, catchers to target in that stack. Yeah, I really like Brock Purdy. I think he averages, doesn't he, like 18, 20 points, DFS points? Yeah, I mean, just looking at his game log, like he had 23 point, 24 points last week, 24 the week before. Uh, so he's already got three get three games this season was over 24 points. But usually, you know, the 49ers, if they can run the ball, they'll run the ball. But Bucks have really invited people to pass the ball a lot. So I'm definitely going to be targeting that Bucks uh, sort of secondary and looking at Stroud and, you know, whether that's what Ayuk or Debo or Kittle. I think it's a pretty decent stack this week, given the way how both teams play. Yeah, I do like the Purdy pick. Right, we'll move to running backs. There's going to be a bit of a theme because I am targeting most at 6,900. 11 touchdowns already this season, 605 yards. Now, Devin A-Chain may be back, but we've seen with both of them in the team, they both succeed, don't they? Yeah. And I just think this is a high-scoring game for the Dolphins, and we know they'll be throwing it in the air, they'll be running it on the ground. Um, I just really like him. Uh, you've seen last week, to be honest, uh, Raiders' defense against the Jets was really good, and Jets are really good on the on the ground. So they did improve in that way. But every other game we've been ran on ridiculously, and uh, you know they the Dolphins scheme to run, don't they? And I do really like most. Of that. I think he put big points. My cheaper option. This is if Damian Pierce is out. I quite like Devin Singletary at five thousand three hundred. Coming off his record high, 30 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown. I'll be honest, I'm buying into the Texans' offense. I haven't really touched them this year. You know, you know when you see them, you think, that was just one week, and then they do it again. They're a legitimate offense now, and uh, Texans are a legitimate team. Also, Arizona are one of the worst teams on the ground as well. So, I think Singletary, as long as Pierce is out, 5,300, he'll do you good. Singles are, I mean, the Cardinals defense is, or defense is one of the worst on the ground and through the air. So, yeah, definitely. And they play at home. So, I like running backs at home. And, you know, Singletary is probably better catching passes than uh, Pierce. So, I think even if, even if um, Pierce does play, and if there's any chance of him being limited, given that Singletary had 26.1 points uh, last week, he had 30 carries. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a 70-30 lead back. Uh, so I think that's a, definitely an interesting one. Yeah, I I mean, interesting week. You know, we've got Derek Henry priced at 6300 which is nuts compared to how we've been pricing Henry. You know, Henry's gone nearly 20 points, nearly 20 points, only once over 20 in all but three games this year. So, sorry, four games. So I think... That's another interesting sport. But the guys I really like this week, uh, I like Jamar Gibbs because I think Gibbs will be less on the most. Uh, Chicago doesn't have the weakest, but not the best run defense. I think a lot of people won't play uh, Gibbs because Montgomery is back. But despite that, I mean, Gibbs, Gibbs had 14 carries and five targets in the last game. So that is like proper running back work in terms of we won from a lead back. So I think at 7,000, he's interesting. And the other one I like is Brian Robinson against the Giants. Giants have a not the best defense, but I think 
their offense is so bad that they'll get those short down and distance uh, positions where, uh, as a goal line back, I think Robinson at 5,800 could easily pay off at that price range. Yeah. I think Gibbs now is starting to settle into the NFL, isn't he? He's starting to look a real RB. One woe drafted so high. Brian Robinson, he's, you know what? He's someone, Washington running backs, I always avoid and they always come up good, don't they? But um, yeah. I'll always remember when Robinson come back from his shooting to many men. That's one thing I'll always remember coming back. I always like him for that. But um, yeah, Derrick Henry, though, great shout. Because Derrick Henry is one of them players. I think the last two seasons we've gone, is he finally slowing down and we all write him off. And then the next game, he goes nuclear, doesn't he? Yeah, and you know what? I think if the game is close, and I do imagine the Titans against the Jags will be close because the Jags haven't played particularly well recently. So as long as the game is close, we know that Rabel will just keep running at a brick wall with Henry, and all it takes is one big run from Henry, and he can still do it. So I think at that price, when you look around him, you've got guys like Brees Hall, in an not-so-great matchup against the Bulls, who are not the best, but not the weakest. You've got Aaron Jones, who's super inconsistent, James Cook, uh, Montgomery. You know, you gain a real lead back, I think, at a discounted price. Yeah. As we always say, buy on the cheap. Yeah. Right. Let's move towards receivers, and I'm not being cheap this week. I'm going Tyreek Hill, stack him up with Tua. You just know... He's one of them players, a 20-yard pass, and he runs yards after carry for another 80 yards. You know, these. I think this is one of the eking out pace our cornerbacks. You know, it's going to be a really hard matchup for the Raiders' D against him. This is one of them games I see him going nuclear. Could have 200 yards in this, I think. I think he's a slate breaker. Could be. I think, I think if you haven't got Hill, you're not winning. Well... Put it two ways. If you play Hill, then he has to outscore every other wide receiver because if you get 30 points for him and somebody at 7,000 gets 30 points, then essentially you're catching up in many ways. Yeah. But I do really like Hill. My cheaper option, Christian Watson, 4,600. Quite like his uh, price in this matchup. You know the Chargers' defense is shocking and their league points. I think Jordan Love looked good last week. Now, they do spread that ball around a lot, don't they? Now, they've got a lot of these young wide receivers, but I still feel like Watson's their go-to wide receiver one. If you think they can put the points up against the Chargers, it's more I prefer the matchup to the player. So, uh, Watson, I think 4600 is a really good price for him. Yeah, I, I, I like Watson. I played him a lot this year, but you know what? Him and Ridley are quite similar, Calvin Ridley at the moment. So if you look at like advanced analytics, they get loads of air yards, a bit like Olave has got with uh, Carr, but they have lots of uncatchable targets. So like Watson had seven targets uh, in the last game. He had two catches for 23 yards. He hasn't put more than 10 points in the last four games. So I think Watson's really talented. And Watson could be, you know, it only takes one long touchdown for him to pay his price off. Mm. But there comes a point where you kind of worry that it's the offensive scheming and the types of balls he's getting, that he doesn't really have a baseline. So he's very boom-bust. But I can get on board with, I can get on board with Watson. Uh, 
you know, I'd rather play him than Cooks or JSN or Quentin Johnson. So I could definitely get board, on board with that one. Yeah, because I tell you what, if Chargers lose, do you reckon Brandon Staley's job's in jeopardy? I mean, he must be. He must have some X files on uh, the owners of the Chargers because he's not fired yet. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I like Ridley for the same reasons that you like uh, Watson. I think Tennessee's a massive pass funnel defense. There will be a point this season where they need to get Ridley going if they have any aspirations in the playoffs. I mean, Ridley's coming off a three-target game, so it's about this squeaky wheel narrative where he'll probably go and complain and they'll get more targets. The other ones I like is uh, I like Cooper Cup against the Seahawks, uh, eight thousand one hundred. I think he's eight thousand one hundred. Yeah, eight thousand one hundred for Cooper Cup against Seahawks. They're coming off a bye. Stafford is back. He should be healthier. Seahawks have a decent defense, but the way they play the Chargers, they'll be feeding on top. So I like him, but I don't think Bukanakua at one thousand less is a bad option either. And the final. Uh, wide receiver I like is because I like Fields, I like DJ Moore. DJ Moore has gone over 50 points and 30 points this year with Fields at quarterback. So if they can get Fields playing and throwing the ball against the Lions, who have a decent secondary but not scary, then I think uh, super, you know, more, DJ Moore is super interesting for his price, where he's kind of at the 5,000 range. Excellent. DJ Moore's one because uh, I'm not the biggest Fields fan. I always wear of the Bears, though. But um, yeah, Cup. I think he'll have a high. He could, you know, he that that Rams Seahawks game could be very high scoring. I do really like that matchup, and that's one I would recommend people looking at. So we'll move on to everybody's least favorite position, tight end. I'm gonna go cheap as usual. Mike Meyer, two thousand six hundred. That is super cheap. He's starting to show his talent. He's looking really good. I've seen lots of him. The more he's getting involved, the better he's looking. As I said in preseason, he has that Gronkesque about him, and I'm starting to see even more. As I see, the Raiders will be chasing the game. They'll be forced to throw. AOC seems to really like Mayer. So 2600 I think that's a fantastic price. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but... There's a guy that cost uh, a bit more, uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, who's had seven targets, seven catches, six targets, six catches in the last few games. He's a bit of a safety blanket, but Zach Wilson. So I think on the cheaper tight ends, I like Tyler Conklin. Uh, but, you know, I don't mind Michael Mayer because they are going to have to chase the game. I found the interesting Tyler Higby so cheap, 3,300. But he hasn't been any good this season. Uh if I'm going to have to go expensive, I'll probably end up going... If I'm playing Fields, I might play Cole Komet, uh, given that Fields is more of a pocket passer. But I think even more importantly, if Fields doesn't play, Cole Komet is coming off with Tyson Bajan's uh, under centre. He's had 10, 8 and 7 targets in the last three games. Uh, he's scored two touchdowns, which came in the game a few weeks ago. So I think he's he's a good option. Obviously, there's the likes of Sam Laporta, George Kittle that are interesting. Uh, I do think Watson getting a bit better to Sean Watson and what he didn't do previously is target tight ends. But Davidson Juku had uh, nine targets in the last game. So 
I think he's another interesting option. But again, Titans looking really gross this week. But we don't have Kittle or sorry, we don't have Kelsey or Andrews on the slate. So this is one of those weeks on tight end. There's a lot of, you know, there's a couple of top plays, but beyond that, it's quite sort of mediocre. So play whoever you like. Yeah, see, I really like Kittle, but I've always been burnt with Kittle. Every week I pick him, he gets like four points. Yeah. Adam when he take him, he gets four points. And the following week, you know, he must have scored okay last week, mustn't he? Yeah, 23.6 points. There you but go. This, you know. this week is, I mean, this season, he has a 1.9 point uh, game, a 1.1 point game, a six point and a 4.9 game. So he either goes nuclear or over 20 points or he just has two targets. Yeah, so we'll move to the defences. I'm going with the Dolphins. We, Like I say, with um, Raiders chasing the game, a rookie in AOC is going to be forced to throw it. Still, I think this will be his fourth start. You know what rookies are like in their first season. When they're forced to push it, that's when the interceptions, pick six start coming. So I'm just basing it. I think, you know, it goes two ways. Then the AOC balls out and you're... you're doing well with him or it goes the other way where he's forced to make mistakes and that's where you can get them big points after the defense so i'm probably going to target the dolphins i think the 3200 um i think that's a pretty good price for them i think they can put big numbers if they can uh, force some mistakes definitely uh i mean i think there's a few on this slate i like the seahawks against the rams because stafford throws the ball a lot and i think the seahawks have a legit defense i also like the texans against uh, uh the kyla murray led cardinals partly because i think texans have a better defense than they've had in years but also kyla murray does throw quite a few interceptions and take sacks so i like that and you know what we want on defense is really turnovers right we want to turnover or picks or anything else. So that's what we want. But I think it's a so one of those weeks where there isn't a clear standout underpriced defense that I can see at least at this point. Uh, like a quarterback injury or anything else. So yeah, I think it's an interesting week for defense. Yeah, I would agree, mate. So week eleven is upon us. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to join our weekly contest. Link will be in the description. Thanks all. Thank you, Rika. Pleasure. See you all next week.